I'm speaking to everyone now. Dolores, everybody, welcome Dolores Yanez to the show. And I'm realizing now I've never had to say your last name out loud before. <laughs> ah, it's cool. It's pronounced uh, the easiest way is to say um, Yanez. Yanez. Yeah, it's not too bad, right? Yeah, well, I guess because I've never had to introduce you at court, like <laughs> in a royal setting of any... I didn't mean court like in a legal sense. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, like court, like <laughs> please approach the bench. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you meant. Okay. <laughs> um, Dolores, um, you are an amazing actress. I know firsthand. I've worked with you on several stuff, and um, mm-hmm. and you're also a CPA uh, and tax preparation person, and uh, have so many other talents, including writing and directing Mm -hmm. and you do stand up as well and uh we've known each other for I guess well we met each other a long time ago Mm -hmm. Uh, almost gosh that was over 10 years ago yeah we were just babes in in Houston Mm -hmm. through, through the theater community there and then when I moved to LA you were so kind to me, which is not a surprise. Like, and the thing is with, with you, um, first impressions are dead on, which was the surprising thing that you were actually <laughs> as kind <laughs> and just uh, magnanimous. You are, you just, really, you really look out for the people in your life and you're just an amazing person. And Aww. Thank Thank you you for coming on the podcast. I know you, this is literally the busiest time of year for you. So thank you for doing that. Oh my gosh. My pleasure. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) So did I miss anything? Like, um, what are, what, what are the other qualifiers you attach to your name? Have you been up to lately? Um, I do act like you said, I, I do write, um, I do taxes and there is just one clarification I like to make. I am not a CPA. I am an an enrolled agent. I am an EA. And there is a little bit of a difference only that um, we can actually, we EAs can take, uh, help people in tax court. So that's one difference. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like continuously impressed. And (laughs) sorry, I had always thought that that was your your, um, certification. So thank you for correcting me. I know that's cool. A lot of people uh, don't know the difference, honestly, and it's cool. I mean, it's not a good deal. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Nodder never corrects anyone who mispronounces his name. So (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Sometimes just take the easy, easy way out of conversation. Oh yeah, that's cool. No, no worries. But yeah, that's what I do. I, I do taxes. Um, I, I'm an actor as well. And I also write. And um, so I understand the entertainment community and their tax issues for sure. How long have you been doing taxes? Um, let's see. And it, this is one thing you should know about um, tax accountants. We need a calculator for everything since 2005. So how many years is that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So over 15 years. That's yes. crazy. 16, 17 years. Wow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
um, how long, I guess when you moved to LA, you just naturally, there's a lot of people in the industry and it just, that was whose taxes you ended up doing basically. Yeah. Yeah. That weirdly enough, you know, I, uh, when I first moved to LA, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I imagined myself like, you know, just, uh, um, booking all these acting gigs and not needing to do any more tax work, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So I, um, my fitness uh, instructor or um, my, what's it called? My boot camp instructor, mm. he was actually an actor and he posted on Facebook um, that he was getting his taxes done in this place. And, it, and I, I just uh, uh, wrote the, the owner an email <laughs> And I offered up my services and he hired me <laughs> and For it sure. ended up, ended up being a, a place where all the people, all the tax preparers are actors as well. And they help other people in the entertainment industry do their taxes. So that's how I got started there. Oh man. So fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. You get, a little, you get a little show while you're getting your taxes done. Yeah. We had good times there. <laughs> Um, that is so interesting. So would you say there's a huge difference? Cause you don't just do, you don't just do actors taxes. You do, it's just that you're in LA and that's mm-hmm. just, there's the industry so big. You see all kinds of movie and TV crew production people's mm-hmm. taxes, right? The, absolutely. We, um, I do so many different types of people. I mean, there's so many different facets of the entertainment industry that I wasn't aware of until I did their taxes. And we don't only just do, I mean, I don't only just do uh, people's um, taxes that are in the entertainment industry. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do my, my brother's taxes and he works in the oil field. So in the oil field industry. So it's mm-hmm. different. I, I mean, we, I think that once you learn how to do taxes, you kind of um, understand how to do other people's taxes, not just in the entertainment industry. For sure. Um, yeah. That's like, I feel like doctors, lawyers, and tax preparers get the most bugged by family and friends for freebies. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, it is the cross you must bear. And I am guilty of that. I've called you for advice so many times on stuff, too. But I am so it's so easy to take advantage of you because you're so nice. So it's just, I, this is my way of blaming the victim. <laughs> uh, you know what though? I, I really don't mind because I like helping people. And for the most part, I think that um, people who, who seek me out and ask questions, it's because they really need help. Mm-hmm. And once I give them that advice, I mean, I think they hold on to that and they take that with them and they, uh, it helps them. You are a good, good soul. And (laughs) also, that's also just good business. And I'm hoping anyone listening to this also can know that, listen, when your taxes get a little bit more than you think you can handle, or even like you just don't have the time, even if you have easy, so-called easy taxes, it may be time in your life to hire a professional. And this is where you find someone like Dolores, and she will find the answers for you and get it done for you. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, one thing I learned, uh, well, I learned several things. Um, I did learn once I moved to LA that um, people, people's taxes or people in the entertainment industry do have it. Um, 
I would say a bit more difficult um, in terms of times of, in terms of like doing their taxes, because mm. there's so much that I learned because uh, I had always done my boyfriend taxes and mm. um, it wasn't until I moved to LA until I really got more in depth in learning about the entertainment industry and what kind of deductions they can take. And I was like, mm. whoa, I think now I can do your taxes right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always done it right, but now like I can make sure that you're getting all the deductions that you can get in a conservative mm-hmm. way, of course, but yes. The deductions but, yeah. of being an actor, you know, the song mm-hmm. that comes to mind is Amy Winehouse's love is a losing game. Cause it's just <laughs> the world loves to ring dry actors. Everything's just a cost and a deduction classes and photos mm. and all of these career yeah. related expenses. Um, yeah. And you know what? This is what I have learned too. Apart from helping people do their taxes, I feel like I have to be their counselor and their like cheerleader. You can do it. I know it's expensive. I know it's very expensive. It's going to pay off one day. Oh man. Yeah. That must be someone who is so sympathetic for you to see (laughs) the percentage of someone's livelihood. I mean, honestly, like uh, whenever you're a tax preparer, especially in the entertainment industry, um, you can tell when somebody is hustling and it's like, oh man, you're going to do it one day, one day. Oh, you can tell a difference, huh? Oh, interesting. Yeah, you can. Damn. Yeah. We have seen people or I have seen people who have made very, you know, just modest wages and make it really big. So Mm. it's nice to see that. That's beautiful. And so what is the, when you see that, what's the first thing that comes to mind in the, in the one year this happened and the next year they come in and it's totally different. It's just perseverance. Um, yeah, I think that that's what the perseverance for sure. They don't give up. And, um, and I think that they know that that's they're what they're going to do from here on out, no matter what. Mm. And I, one thing that comes to mind as soon as somebody makes um, a series or has a really good paying gig, everybody always wants to incorporate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's something oh. that you should not do. Oh man. Not right away. Oh really? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I've thought about that even incorporating. I think people get oftentimes confused with, uh, or really they start think considering whether they should incorporate because they want to protect their social security number. Right. Yeah. And they well, don't think about that. You can get an EIN. You don't have to incorporate. Is that right? That's right. Claire. Good oh. job. Uh-oh. Yeah. But I'm assuming that's what ha- the phenomenon is, is that they're once they get more successful and they realize they're putting their social security number on 80 pages a year of their different contracts and it's floating around sets and different crew members, then that's when they get scared and they don't know what else to do. But yeah, tell them about yeah. that option. Well, you know, I think that and it's very um touching that people, whenever they do have that big role or they get that series regular gig, they people are not used to having so much money and they want to protect it. And that makes sense, you know? 
And so they get a lot of bad advice from their managers or other people <laughs> in, or in, in the industry. Well, this is what I did, or this is what my friend did, or, you know, so um, they just want to do the right thing for them. And um, so incorporating, I think, first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. and even though they ask me, sometimes they just don't listen. And I think people have to, some people just have to learn the hard way. Unfortunately, yeah. Wow. I would, I've always wanted to be the guy that's like, well, I've got to call my tax guy first and then to just not listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So incorporating, I mean, I think that you should incorporate once you start making a a consistent amount of money year by year, Mm -hmm. and that would be a good, good thing to do, but to get an EIN, um, that just means basically, for example, if there is maybe you work with a group of people and you pay them. Um, You don't necessarily have to incorporate. You just have to just get an EIN, which is free from the IRS. And um, that's how you would pay them through the EIN. Mm, So it's also not just you as an employee getting paid. Also, if you are an employer. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So it goes both ways. Well, um, we can get straight. I I don't want to take up your time because you're exhausted and you are trying to hustle to get, (laughs) even though we've had a one month tax extension, that just means, (laughs) that just means you have a million more people waiting to the last minute. So I know people do procrastinate for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I know you need your sleep. So if we'll just go straight into the questions, if that's okay with you. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. So one question I have, um, is from Mika and she says, how do you report income made? via Venmo as an independent contractor, or do you even have to report that? Well, Amika, per the IRS, um, you should re- you need to report your worldwide income. So that means, yes, you are supposed to report it. Now, I mean, is anybody kind of going to check up on you to make sure that you reported all the income in Venmo? I mean, I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> I don't know any person in the IRS yet that's going to do that. But it's a good idea to do it because it shows the IRS that you are a legitimate business um, owner and you have a legitimate business and you actually can make income and you have these expenses and you can make a living off this, this income that you have. And that's a legitimate business. It's That way you can tell people it's, and the IRS, it's not a hobby; it's an actual business. And what is the benefit of if it's a, if it's a tiny business where you're just getting started, and you feel like oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with this forever, or if I'm going to make enough for what might come next? Because then you might have to pay you have to pay local taxes and state taxes, right? If you have a business in California or LA, so wh- that's right. I know. I know. There's a rumor going around about you know the six hundred dollar mark if someone. And I think mm-hmm. people get a few people get confused about the six hundred dollar mark of like, does that mean if I'm getting paid that less than six hundred by each person who's paying me, or does that only is that only the one way street for people who are paying me? They don't have to report that they paid me six hundred. Well, people who pay you six hundred dollars or more should report it. I mean, there's I don't know. I know that the California is really um, getting tough on people who should be um, giving out 1099s to individuals who are paid $600 or more. Mm. Um, but as far as as um, 
you know, here in LA, we have so many different gigs, right? We have so mm-hmm. many different jobs. So one person could get money from doing production work and have some money there. And then also have work doing um, and driving, uh, delivering meals, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so per the IRS, if you have a 1099 that's, you know, or cash income, that's probably around $400 or more, they consider that a business. You may not consider it a business, but you're just trying to make ends meet, but sometimes, but that's just how the IRS is. Mm. And um, you do have to report that income. Mm. What if, I feel like this would be the follow-up question because I've had people just in conversation. What Mm. if your business is donations-based and so therefore in your heart and your brain, you consider these payments on Venmo gifts? Well, in that case, I mean, if they're just donations and gifts, I mean, like, for example, your parents can give you money. I mean, that's not really reportable unless it's uh, over, I want to say... Every year it's different with $14,000 or something like that a day or a year. I think it's a year. Mm. So, um, I mean, gifts are not really reportable. Okay. All right. Then so it's your, it's your call people, but there are benefits to declaring your business. There are benefits. Absolutely. There are benefits. Yeah. So let's say you have a small business and you are declaring it so and you are, this is your first tax season saying that, um, Mm -hmm. is there a certain dollar amount you have to have have made uh, an income from that business in 2020? Is there a certain dollar amount you have to reach for you to be able to say, okay, and these are the deductions, this was the cost I spent on supplies, et cetera, for starting this business? Not necessarily. I mean, the first year that you do uh, are really trying to run a business and you want to make a legitimate business, you may you may have more expenses and income and that's okay. The IRS gives you, um, it gives you about five years, you know, to try to make a profit. And they do check, uh, you know, that the, you do have at least a profit at like three of the last five years to determine um, that's their kind of like marker to see if you are really having legitimate business or if you have a hobby. Hmm. And so, um, so they give you time, you know, and it's understandable that you're going to have sometimes more expenses than, than income. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Key, key, key. Okay. Um, another question is if you collected unemployment and worked mm-hmm. here and there, um, how does that work? for this tax season. And I know this year is very complicated for everybody because we have, but I don't know. Also, I don't know what the big difference is if people are just using TurboTax or if they're using a preparer, um, if Mm -hmm. there's just going to be so many automated prompts probably on TurboTax, but um, what, what is your experience with that so far? If like the majority of your income has been unemployment in 2020? Well, the good news is that um, per the American rescue plan act, that the first 10,200 of unemployment comp is not gonna be taxed, which is pretty cool. And it does depend on, of course, your uh, your total income that you've made, but for the most part, most individuals will have the 10,200 um, subtracted from their income. And um, every state is different. So, so far, California and New York have also agreed to subtract that income out. Arizona has not yet, by the way. I'm dealing with Arizona now. Ooh. Yeah. Arizona, yeah. 
I remember um, finding out how well-versed you are in all the different states and that there was, I think you're the one person in the office that understood several of the international tax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, I know it's pretty cool that you get to see, um, you know, someone worked in Venezuela or something and now how does that affect their taxes here? I know. And as I said in the beginning, you know, um, per the IRS, you know, uh, you have to report your worldwide income on your tax return. And so a lot of people in the U.S. think that just because they work, um, yeah, like in Australia or in Africa or in Mexico, well, the U.S. doesn't know about this money. Yeah, I mean, right now they don't, but they can't catch up to you. But Mm -hmm. you should report your worldwide income. Take note, people. Don't hide. If I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't hide your worldwide. As fun as it is to say, my offshore account. Just don't do that. Kind of stuff. I know. <laughs> I know. We we common folk will report everything, but not <laughs> We always uh, want to do everything by the book. <laughs> so taxes. The due date was extended to May 15th. May seventeenth. Seventeenth. Okay. Got it. And what happens? And can people steal? Can people steal? If anyone listening to this, please understand that it is late at night that I have gotten roped (laughs) Dolores into (laughs) recording this with me and my accent is being real thick. Okay. Um, So, um, yeah, I was going to say this has been extended the deadline was extended a month can people still file another extension on top of this one so yes yeah, so the the regular due date of the tax return re- return is april 15th <laughs> <laughs> i know so they extended that deadline to may 17th and um and if you need more time an extension can be filed for you and that gives you t- uh, until October 15th to get your taxes done. Oh, damn. You better get your shit together. If you can't get it together by October, then you better have a good medical reason. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> no, I know all of our mental health is suffering, so I'm not I'm actually not judging people at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, really I'm so tempted mm-hmm. to ask you this, but I don't know if it's appropriate. Well, it's not Ask. a specific person. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like you're telling me privileged person's information, but let's say mm-hmm. someone skipped taxes for a few years mm-hmm. and they bring in basically, I did the last two years, but the five years before that, I just didn't do my taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, that, you know what? It actually depends because some people don't make a lot of money and, um, I want to say every year it changes. And I want to say for 2020, and it, it also depends on what type of income you have. So in general, I think that for 2020, as long as you make less than 8,000 or 10,000, you don't really have to file a tax return. But so just let me, just let me say this first. I mean, again, that it, every year it's different and it depends on what type of income you have to determine whether you have to file taxes or not. So if the IRS has not contacted you, most likely you're okay mm. because the IRS will catch up to you after usually the second or third year that you have not filed taxes. If you're in deep shit because they want mm-hmm. the money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you did make enough money for it to warrant that, then you should have hired a tax guy. So I'm kind of like, what? 
(laughs) kind of what were you thinking like I think people get scared when they read articles of recognizable names of people who owe back taxes but that's the case it's like they're you know like I'm I just googled it Reese just now here's Mm -hmm. some famous celebrities who ran into tax trouble Martha Stewart Wesley Smith (gasps) Willie Nelson Lauren Hill Nicholas Cage. All of these people, I'm like, oh you could have a tax preparer. <laughs> Martha Stewart? I'm like, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, who would think? She, a day trader also doing <laughs> having back taxes? Oh my God. She just she has a money dysfunction, I guess. She needs like a money life coach. Something. I mean, gosh. I mean, if you don't learn your lesson the first time when you go to prison, I don't know. Oh, oh <laughs> Ooh, throwing shade. I know. Martha Stewart, I'm so sorry, Martha. <laughs> I-, I love your stuff. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have a pantry full of pickled uh, fruit and you should be pickling your emotions with, I don't know. Oh my gosh. You know what, though? I have to say that I don't understand that. I mean, regular people also do go years without filing taxes. And, um, and then they start coming to, to me and to us, you know, like, oh, I need help. The IRS is after me. They want, they're garnishing my wages. But I would have to tell you that the IRS gives you a lot of chances. And, um, and I'm not sure why they have this bad rep, but they're pretty helpful once you, if you tell, you call them and contact them and, and tell them your situation, they'll work with you. Mm. So, yeah. Don't be scared. Yeah. Don't be scared. They because they movies love to make it make the IRS the Bond villain and it yeah. scares the crap out of people when they're at a very before they're even old enough to pay taxes, they're scared. So it's yeah, deeply yeah, absolutely. embedded. Um, I've heard this is I, we're winding down here. Um, I've heard there are some special deductions or benefits from everyone being in lockdown in 2020 to things like working from home and credits involving that. Can you tell me anything that comes to mind? Well, yeah, I think that one thing that you can do is um, have a home office deduction. And so what that means is that it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a a whole room dedicated to your work, but you, you can have just a desk area that you use on a regular basis for work purposes and you only use it for work, you can um, use, I mean, I I know it sounds silly, but you know what, it helps in the end, it really does. So what you do is you take the measurements of the, if you have an actual room, take a measurement of that room. And and with that information, you can take off a portion of your rent, a Mm. portion of your electricity, your your gas, Mm. um, your your internet, and your, your phone. I mean, it's because you work from home awesome yeah does that deduction apply to anyone or only people who are 1099 w2 or people that only made unemployment only or maybe a mixture of those well it normally would apply only to people who have um 1099 income Mm -hmm. but you can also get that you receive that deduction if you are in a w paid on a W-2 and you have been working from home. And from anybody who doesn't understand that 1099 means you're an independent contractor, which means that you're like running your own, you're running yourself as a business, Mm -hmm. your own business. And W-2 usually means you're working under a business. You've been hired by them and they Mm -hmm. cover the overhead. 
which overhead means the facilities, the desks, the all, you know, all of these little things. Absolutely. Um, so that means in this case, you feel that 1099 is the only time that's appropriate. Honestly, it's the, the most appropriate because you don't have a, a really, a real workspace. You have to make your own. And, um, but this year, you know, it's, everybody has, for the most part, had to work from home. So that's mm. totally legitimate. Mm. Well, and this is maybe someone would need to contact you personally um, for these kinds of questions, in which case, guys, she's affordable and she's amazing. So go to her. But, you know, there are some people that are W-2 employees who were asked to work from home or they felt or they needed to for medical reasons. And maybe they're wondering in their situation uh, how the, they can get tax breaks since mm-hmm. they were in that position but everybody's a case by case basis. Yep. Absolutely. Um, are there any other common things that come to mind that keep popping up for you or anything you want to talk about this year? Well, one thing that always comes up is is people don't understand. Well, I guess there's a couple of questions, you know, like you were saying it between the difference between a W2 and a 1099 and once and how to prepare for that. When the, whenever you're paid on a W-2, most, most of the time you're gonna be fine. You're gonna either um, most likely be in a refund position if you have enough withholding. But people who are paid on a 1099 or just have cash income, most of the time they end up owing. And that's because they do not make any tax payments throughout the year. When you're paid on a W-2, when you, ever, when it, when you are an, an actual employee, Every time you get a paycheck, you're actually paying taxes already. So mm. when you're on a 1099 or, or um, getting paid on a ca- on cash basis, basis you, it's up to you to pay in those taxes. And a lot of people don't because they need it. And I was like, that's totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they're like, why do I owe so much money? Well, because you did not pay taxes at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Someone told me pretty young to anytime you're filling out new hire paperwork to, um, and now there's, listen, guys, we forget, let's say you do new hire paperwork and you always forget every single time, just write it down in your email, have your cheat sheet sheet where in the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry, you already know you're going to fill these out multiple times. Like Mm -hmm. I was always told to take the most deductions or I'm sorry. Um, that's right. To have no exemptions. Mm-hmm. on my new high. so that way the tax as the most taxes get taken out yes my mm-hmm. check is smaller but there's no surprises at the end of tax season except for maybe my refund is bigger wouldn't mm-hmm. you rather that so yeah smug, absolutely smug, smuggy <laughs> mcmuggerson uh, <laughs> that's right people but like like it, you said we, sorry mm-hmm. yeah people like I was going to say that people love receiving that, like, oh my gosh, look at that refund. It's actually your money, but it's your money back. You pay too much of, but yeah. <laughs> it's a nice surprise though, right? Don't you sass, <laughs> don't you sass the IRS. Uh, this is, that's funny. It's, I'm not going to celebrate because it's actually mine. Um, <laughs> take way to suck the joy out of it. <laughs> no, but I think, but I think in this country, we are like, oh my goodness, I don't owe because we're always, we're used to owing everything and everybody. So yeah, mm, mm, it's a mm, nice surprise mm. to get a refund. I'm not a bottomless pit America. <laughs> that's right. Except in my heart, Aww. which is empty. <laughs> 
It's been a tough year. I know. Um, I haven't seen you in way too long Mm -hmm. and we'll go roller skating soon or something. (laughs) I, oh my gosh, I have an update for you. but We'll talk about that later, I guess. Oh my God. Your roller skates are expecting a baby. (laughs) (laughs) If I see one more quarantine baby announcement, I'm going to. I don't know what I I don't have any screams left in my (laughs) I'm all screamed out that's 2020 yeah um yeah I I guess that's I mean I want you to get your rest because the peoples need you to be at your best when you're doing their taxes I know you guys if it's okay with you I'll um when this episode's posted there will be a link for however Dolores would like you to contact her for her services. So if you're wondering, oh man, I need some more help. And I think this is the year I'm going to put my big boy pants on and, and uh, yeah. get a profes- professional. It's been a wonky year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, take some of the, the heat off of yourself and get some help. Yeah. And sure. also, yeah, she can file a deadline for you or an extension for you right up until the deadline. You know, don't don't call her the day of, please, and, and ask that. <laughs> but, I know. Please but anyway, don't do that. yeah, please don't do that. Um, she's too nice, and I don't want to have to check her out of a out of a mental health institution. So, anyway, Dolores, thank you so much, and have- you're so welcome. It was fun. We'll see you soon. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Yeah.